Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff. We have an incredible show for you today with a ton of great stuff that's going to come out today. But first, oh, mute. But first, I need to bring on my co-host. She is the Colonel of land confiscation. <laughs> I like that one. That's been very true lately. <laughs> that might just tie into the show, but not to be outdone, we have Jody Deloche, who is a promoter of powerful prayer. And by the way, Jody, I didn't know this about you. You actually got retweeted by DJT. Yes, I did a couple of times. A couple yeah. of times. That's yeah. a rare honor. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was shocked myself, but, um, you know, we're, we're starting to see just how we're all connected and it's not like everybody's separate. We are all in this together. Mm-hmm. We are all connected. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, I just before, as we were saying before the show, I had a couple news items and I'm not going to show them, but I just thought it was worthwhile to get them out of the way before we get into the Sunday show and the main premise of what we're going to do. Uh, The the first one is, there's been some articles, and it's multiple sources. There are all kinds of rivers that are turning blood red in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Go on to the Telegram, right on radio page. You'll see the articles there. They're detailed. So that's weird. But there's there's not only that, there's something else on the water. And I can't help but think this is a much bigger story than what we are being told. And of course, that is the evergreen ship that is blocking the Suez Canal. Now, we're gonna save, we're not gonna go deep into the news here today, but it's just worth mentioning a couple things. And this is why I think it's so big. First of all, we have Passover, we have Easter. These are big times, you know, uh, in the Lord and the Lord typically does big things during these times. What's really odd about this is, well, first of all, the call sign of the ship that's stuck. It's H3RC, so HRC. That might remind you of someone. Now, the couple ships that have gone to rescue to help pull it out are the Baraka and the Mossad. (laughs) <laughs> now now when when you think of the Mossad, you know it could have been a different call sign it could could have been epstein maxwell but if you just use the word Mossad, that kind of brings both words together in a weird kind of phonic way so and 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 so that's all confirmed now the one thing i have not confirmed although it's i've seen it reported by a couple people the first ship in line that is stuck behind the hrc is call sign WMDQ. <laughs> is there something going on? Hey, time will tell. 
So good morning once again. Thank you all for being here. We've prayed for you. We prayed for this show and we believe we're well covered. We're going to do a huge reveal that's going to be incredibly uplifting to you and we're going to see the fulfillment of some words today as well. So let me just hand it over to Jesse and Jody and let's see what we want to start with. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm getting a little bit of a delay, but I thought, Jeff, that you had a special revelation from somebody that we were supposed to start with today. Okay. So let's start with that. Or are you getting into that later? No, no. <laughs> let's do that now. Let's let's get it out of the way. So first of all, last week, uh, we asked for prayer for a special friend. And this special friend is extremely powerful this special friend goes into the heavenlies and does battle alongside of jesse uh the special friend needed your prayers and the prayers worked uh he is the person is so much better now and i want to just say that i believe i'm going to be forever forever thankful uh for this friendship and for the introduction to this person. Um, Jesse sees so much and goes so deep into the heavenlies. And so does Jody, by the way. Jody is one of these people who does this with Jesse as well, uh, way advanced in prayer. And we have a lot to learn from them. But this special person is one of those as well. And, and by communicating with this person, it's like I get a different set of eyes on things. And and by the way, I had I, I was brainstorming. I came up with some great names for this special person kind of like a secret agent guy who's giving me intel and things like that. And I came up with some really clever things, but I just kept hearing a different name in my head. And and I don't understand it, <laughs> but here it is. Well, we and like those secret agent names. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> it's triple seven, 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 seven. So from now on, this intel agent is going to be triple seven don't ask me <laughs> i just <laughs> the voice is in my head <laughs> does that mean anything to you jesse yes yes it does <laughs> okay well perhaps you can explain uh, do you want to explain that and then i want to give the uh, the background on what we are going to go through in the beginning of the show here yeah, let me, um, oh, where did I go with that? Um, let's just say that there was a word that the Lord actually spoke over me um, the night before we started praying for that individual. And um, the spirit said, you know, precious in the sight of the Lord, or, sorry, let me skip ahead. I'm just going to say, the Lord said that I will give you seven miracles and seven joys. So that's where that comes from. Wow. Jody, do you have any insight on that as well? Or so. uh, No, just that God does use numbers. So... The Lord is about to show us his hand in a mighty way. 
speaking with what Jesse just let us know, mm. I'd start looking out for some great things to happen because yeah. he revealed to me through a vision that he was about to show himself in ways we've never seen him before. So this mm. is getting really exciting. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right. So let's start with the, the first thing. And I want to go back to last week where in the middle of the broadcast, I was saying something that, you know, listen, we, I have something I want to be shared on the program, but I don't feel released to say it. And Jesse knew what I was talking about, but she kept thinking it was this other thing that I told her earlier in the day. And she goes, well, why don't you just share it? But there was a miscommunication. Is that correct, Jesse? We figured it out Absolutely. right after the show. Yeah, you, you kept saying, you know, I don't know if I should. And I'm sitting there like, I don't understand why. <laughs> I didn't share that. <laughs> right. It's, and, and it's because it's this, what we're going to share today. Now, I want to preempt this because there, there were some people. And by the way, I was 100% completely honest during the broadcast that I did not feel that I was able to release it in myself. I was trying to get Jesse to because Jesse was there when it happened. I was not. I was just informed and I knew how encouraging it is going to be, especially to a certain group of you that are listening today. Uh, it's going to blow you away. So unfortunately, some people accused me of not having honor, of being a slick salesman, being deceitful, trying to put put off people to get more people to listen the next week or whatever, that was 100% false. Those accusations were false. And I'm going to use the grace and not call your names out this time. Please do not be so quick to judge. Accept me for my words until I'm proven wrong, because I was completely honest. Is that fair? Uh, well, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. So you know, uh, look, I, I can take criticism. I, I don't have thin skin, but when my moral integrity is attacked, yeah, I get my back up a bit, uh, more than a bit. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm going to have the grace and not call out those particular people. Although I did look at some of the things that, that at least one of those people has been writing, and it's usually negative, just saying. Okay, so this triple seven had given a word to me and I had asked this person to actually come on to one of the shows because Jesse was unavailable at the time and to share it because I was so excited for this word that came and I had asked him to do it because I didn't feel comfortable in doing it it wasn't my vision it was just something that I wanted to carry forward so I'm going to read the first part, and then Jesse is going to do the second part, and then Jesse is going to add on, and then we're going to have a lot of fun with this. So let me just bring this up here. Um, and I'm going to follow the instructions explicitly here. It says, please pray before revealing, reading the vision. Jesse can, will pray this short prayer as she knows why. Actually, so Jesse. The explicit instruction is for you to pray this prayer. <laughs> All right. So Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would watch over these words and protect them. Um, we ask that if there's anything that is not of you, if there's any um, 
mistakes, things forgotten, things um, that that we haven't said. We ask that you would bring those things to mind and that um, you will take the listeners straight to your words, Holy Spirit, and that you would correct everything and show the truth of your word in this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And, and by the way, the instruction, Jody, was, is if, if you agree, say amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. So Special Agent 777 uh, wrote this because I asked him to give me a synopsis in writing rather than just what he told me uh, on air. I was listening to Ride on Radio and heard Jesse describe the harvest coming out of the darkness being called out of the darkness. Uh, note, Jesse said something about swimming in the mud, ditches, asked Jesse to make sure. Do you remember that? Okay, I'll just keep going. Yeah. Well, I think I think we were talking about, you know, seeing that I was having a vision, seeing captives, and I kept seeing him down in this valley, right. in the mud, in the trenches, and and saw that rain that was hitting so hard that the mud was spattering up on him. Amen. And there's been a lot of prophetic words about rain right now. Wow. Okay. So yeah. this is where it starts to go. And and by the way, audience, you are going to love this. This person is a deep person in God. He goes into the heavenlies with Jesse and Jody alike. Like, you know, listen, I, I pray, but they're super powerful. <laughs> All right. The Lord came to get me and took me to a high place. Not the heavenlies, but a high place as I was looking down from afar. To the left was vast darkness. Insert Jeff comment. Um, darkness and the left, are they associated? <laughs> <laughs> but that's why this is right on radio. You see the connection? <laughs> okay, uh, so to the left was vast darkness. I felt it. Void of life. The darkness was dead. To the right was a tremendous light, so bright and full of life, like living light. Halfway, midway, the darkness and the light met. To the left, I saw a multitude coming out of the darkness. To the right, I saw people standing in the light and facing the darkness. They were clothed in the living light. They were waiting for those coming out of the darkness. The Lord must have heard me questioning him. I must have asked him, who were the ones on the left, the dark side? The Lord told me, this is the harvest from the darkness. I have called them out of the darkness and into the light. I then asked the Lord, who were the ones on the right, the one clothed in light? The Lord told me, these are those I have chosen to anoint and cleanse the harvest from the darkness. The Lord must have known I was a little confused. The Lord told me those coming out of the darkness, the harvest, do not know the light. They do not understand the blood. The chosen clothed in the light are to anoint the harvest and cleanse them with the blood of the Lamb of God. The harvest must be clothed in the righteousness of Christ to enter the light. They must be washed in the blood to wear the clothes 
of righteousness. Uh, I just want to see where I read to. Uh, yes, I, I'm going to read to where he goes to sleep. Okay. So that night I was praying with my favorite ROR host. Sorry, Jeff, not you. <laughs> Laugh out loud. I told Jesse about the vision and we talked a little about it. We began to pray over the vision. We were both very much in sync as to what we were seeing and feeling. I think we both heard the Lord say, my chosen have been marked. We kept asking each other if either one of us could see a mark. I couldn't and Jesse couldn't either. We both just brought that the Lord meant the mark was a sign of a cross that Jesse and I often pray on the foreheads of those we are praying for. We finished our prayers and I went to bed. Jesse? Yeah. The Lord often talks to me just before I go to sleep. I guess I'm calm, silent, and still at that time. And the Lord told me, you and Jesse want to know about the mark. The Lord said the mark is SOS. Now, for those who are in our audience and part of this, you're going to understand. So the Lord continued. I put the desire in, in her heart to listen to Kent Christmas's sermon. Tell Jesse the sermon is the syllabus teaching outline guide for the class. And I call her to teach it to my ch chosen clothed in light. Jesse is to teach how to anoint and to wash in the blood of the lamb. And if we go back, remember the Lord said that, so he's saying that SOS is the anointed. They are the ones that the Lord said that as individuals are coming out of the darkness, those in the harvest, they don't know the light. They don't understand the blood and the chosen clothes in light SOS are to anoint the harvest and to cleanse them with the blood of the lamb. Carry on, Jeff. Amen. And so, by the way, uh, the SOS is the shepherd of the sheeple's army. And Jody is a de facto general in the army. And she actually has real military service <laughs> as well. So, so how do you feel about being a general? <laughs> Well, that is, uh, <laughs> it's an honor to God. What I want people to see is him so we can duplicate him and others. And uh, so whatever tool he wants me to stand in, I'll stand in that tool. And I'm honored to be, you know, side by side with a lot of people that the Lord has connected me with, including Jesse and, um, you know, and many others that uh, were fighting this fight. And while Jesse was getting that message from the Lord about the anointing, we hadn't talked to each other and I have people here where I am and we've been praying and we've been talking about going and anointing the land and the Lord had me doing it right in my own area. I, you know, I would pray around my home and then the Lord's like zip code, man, you know, so I started praying around my zip code, you know, okay, father, now that I lay my head down to go to sleep, I anoint my zip code and no evil is allowed in here. And then, and then it's like, wait a minute, what about the state? And what about, you know, so God is doing something right now. And, um, it makes me excited. When you said SOS, what came into my spirit was save our souls, you know, and, and it's God is in the business now of saving the souls. We're going to see two things. We're going to see this harvest that's coming through, through the anointing that God is pouring upon all of us who are 
willing to get out there and be the tools God needs, those frontliners, you know. And then we're going to see a falling away of the fake religion of the ones who serve, I, I call them Sinos on the program I do, a Christian in name only. We know there's rhinos, Republican in name only. So we have Christians in name only, and it is going to be a ripping and an exposure. We can't be moved by this. Some, If you don't mind me interjecting here, people judging each other, every little step, every little thing we're doing is showing me that their eyes are on the wrong place. If they were to look at you and me and Jesse every day of every moment of our life, they would see another human being that's just as imperfect as they are. We have misunderstandings. We say things wrong. We quote the scripture incorrectly. Occasionally you'll say, oh, it's Elijah and it's Elisha. You know, come on, get over it, guys. We need to get our eyes on Jesus Christ. We need to get our mind focused on the assignment given to us. And that's it. The enemy is geared to get us fighting, get us looking at each other wrong, and get us all uh, distracted so we don't accomplish that which the king has set us to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's calling me to do right now, to equip the warriors, to get the whiners out of the army. You know, if you get injured, if you, and being, uh, I have a t-shirt that says, make America not a bunch of sissies anymore. <laughs> and it offends some people, so I don't wear it often. But basically, that's what's happening in the kingdom of God. You know, God wants to take all of us and lift us up together and heal those that are sick. And he's in the business of the miraculous right now. That's why I was excited with Jesse said. He wants to take all of us and renew our mind in Christ. We have to be proactive in that. We have to be. And I was standing in my kitchen. And the Lord gave me a quick vision. Bam, I could see the heavenlies and I could see the angels and the demons warring. And when I tell you it was blood curdling combat, war to war, you know, in your face fighting. And then I saw a military army marching and there was multiple meanings that the Lord gave me when I begged him for an answer. Like, why are you showing me this? You know, but one of them is that we have a job to do on this side of that war. And we're so busy judging this one's mistake or that one's or this or that, that we are not focused on marching in sync and unity and understanding of the position we have in the kingdom of God and what needs to get done. So the Lord is calling me up. I was mourning the loss of a very precious animal. And I, I just was spending, Jessie will tell you, she knows me. I love her. She knows me. So she'll tell you how I am about pets, you know, and I was mourning this little animal and the lord was like that's enough get up you you've mourned enough it was my elijah moment and he said and and then i get a phone call from uh our friend good dog and they're like you want to teach a series on spiritual warfare and we're actually creating this thing as god is revealing it because i i've taught spiritual warfare for a while but he's bringing in different things you know and so i'm like wow i didn't see it that way before god so god's rewriting my script <laughs> so but um but it, but it's exciting because what he said was it's time to get up and, and call up the warriors. And I, I can tell you, Jesse is a general warrior and people around her, you can't be light and, and so easily offended and so easily, you know, pulled to the side or distracted. We need people focused on God and God alone. And don't look at us. We're imperfect. We've all gone through things in our lives. We might have stuff on us that, you know, we're working through, 
That's, that's not important. That's between us and God. What's important is the assignment and our focus on the Lord, our shepherd. But we're no longer sheep in that pasture, are we, Jesse? No. Nope. We are lions. And we are following the Lion of Judah. I love that song. And we both at the same time also had the vision of the Lion of Judah without knowing it until we talked. So right. I'm excited, but I'll, I'll be quiet. So you can have a turn. <laughs> no, but listen, Jody, that was such an important point. Um, and, and, you know, we like to cover news here because we believe the political follows in parallel with the spiritual and stuff like that. But we're not covering all the distractions right now because mm -hmm. that's all they are. Right. I mentioned these two stories this morning only because I believe they have very deep spiritual connotations. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but all the rest of this stuff is a distraction. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, they're showing you a movie. They're keeping your eye off the ball. And mm -hmm. yes, we are growing an army here. And mm -hmm. this army, there's a reason why we go through this strenuous vetting process. Mm -hmm. uh, not that you have to be born again to be in our army. Not that you don't have to. There's a slot for you. But when you get into our prayer circles, we have to be sure of who you are. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love, you know, it, it's been interesting to see over the past couple of weeks, just how the spirit of God is moving. And, you know, it started with just these visions of, of the lion going through the land and then the Lord calling us up into the heavenlies to anoint and to bind and to loose. And then, you know, there was even more this week, you know, I had been listening to a Kent Christmas and, you know, all of a sudden it was like the Lord literally was just giving me this outline for the prayer mission that night, you know, and he was like, bind the spirit of fear, bind the spirit of intimidation, especially among the army you know, because you can't be going into this war if you're afraid or if you're trembling, you know, um, in first Kings 18 or no, I'm getting that wrong. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's the passage about when David goes into, you know, the battlefield, he enters the scene to bring his brother some bread. And what does he see? He gets there and he's wondering, where are all the warriors? Where, where's the army of God? And, and where were they? They were all hiding behind the tents. They were terrified of the Philistines. And, and in this war, there is no more room for fear. You know, we, we are facing Satan himself, his army, his demonic generals. And the encouraging part in that is that the Lord says to us, have no fear. That means that they're not greater than us. They're not stronger. They're not going to overcome us. We are the sons of the living God who have the power and the authority of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we have that to go forward against this army. Why? Because his word says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what we're to do. So, you know, as we've been doing these missions and going through things, you know, Jeff, once again, you know, God's just going to remind you that he's given you certain words and you're right in speaking them, you know, things they do, they manifest first in the heavenlies and then they begin to manifest physically. Well, Jesse, so, just a, just a small point. You didn't know I was going to put that Kent Christmas thing up. 
I didn't. No, I, so, I absolutely did not. So I get it. And I was. That's like, how this thing always works with us. Yeah. You put that up and then it's like, I'm listening to it and I'm like, wow. You know, and the Lord's saying, this is your mission tonight. <laughs> so as we went into war that night in the heavenlies, you know, it was very specific. The Lord, you know, I'll just outline his commands. Um, first, it was to bind that spirit of fear and intimidation. And then he said, release the glory of the Lord over the land, release the signs, the wonders, the miracles, and a demonstration of God's power through the army. So this is who we are. And, and we need to remember that, you know, as the army, that we can declare and proclaim these signs, these wonders, these miracles, we can walk in a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. And the Lord said, you know, that he was releasing a river of anointing um, to his people and that he wanted <laughs> to invade the enemy strongholds with that anointing. Um, the Lord, you know, when you think of that invasion, think of the city of Jericho. Um, when Israel first went into the land of Canaan, Jericho was one of what they called kind of like uh, a bulwark or a stronghold city. It was, you know, they would put some of their strongest warriors there. And that was to, you know, ward off anybody from really getting an army through the land. And, you know, as Israel came, they didn't, you know, just start fighting, they just started walking around the city in silence. And, <laughs> you know, the Jericho army, they're just watching from their watchtowers above, you know, standing up on the wall of the city. And I'm sure they're probably like, what in the world are these guys doing? Like, they're just walking around the city. And they did it for seven days, you know, which here again, the seven, Jeff, um, but what happened at the end of that seven days, the Lord said to the army of Israel, release the shout. And when they all shouted in unison, the walls fell down and the army of Israel went in and, you know, it wasn't just an invasion. They literally overtook the entire city and tore down all of the stronghold, they uprooted the city brick by brick. There was nothing left of it. The Lord literally put a curse over that land and said, cursed is the man who rebuilds the city. He will rebuild it. He will rebuild the gates at the loss of his first son, and he will finish them at the loss of his second. And, you know, he utterly destroyed that city. Um, next, the Lord told us, to, you know, release the baptism of the Holy Spirit among the children in the land, um, not just in the U.S. This work um, that we were doing went all throughout the world, and the Lord specifically had us praying and releasing the Holy Spirit over the children in the Netherlands and over the children in South Africa. And I've brought out this week on the South Africa show that um, you know, there's been a Mossad group that's been going through and has been beheading children by the hundreds and thousands. And 
the Lord, what we saw in vision, literally the Lord put a, a massive amount of angels in front of the roads that lead into the cities. And those angels were to serve as a block. And the Lord showed us that the children could see them. And when the children saw the angels and they could see the army on the other side and the army literally was stopped by the angels, all of a sudden we heard this, all these little giggles, like (laughs) as we're praying, we just kept hearing the sound of the children starting to laugh. And as the children laughed, what the enemy was hearing was a mighty roar and they turned around and ran in fear. And then the children were laughing even more and this joy just flooded over the land. And all we could say was, yes, Lord, yes. Like give, give every nation, every country, every child, this powerful victory in your spirit, you know? And so that was kind of, that was where the Lord had us focusing and it it really, what was the Lord doing? He's releasing the holiness onto the land. And now, you know, all of that has been released in the heavenlies and is able to manifest now in the physical. So as each, each and every one of us go out, as we're anointing, as we're praying, as we're rebuking, as we're tearing down strongholds, trust that the power of God is with us. He, he's given us the land. Jody, I can see by the glowing when you're listening to that, that this is lining up with exactly what the Lord has been saying to you. So yeah. please, please let, please continue. Okay, there's a, a there's so many things because um, so I want to get to the children, but I want to touch on the David thing that that Jesse said, and she's mentioned this on the shows before. When David faced Goliath, he he faced a slew of very satanic declarations at him on what what Goliath was going to do to David. David did not hear one of them. You know why? He was focused on the word of the Lord. And he told Goliath, you you uncircumcised Philistine, how dare you come against my God? I come to you in the name of the Lord. We have to realize who we are in Christ. We have to realize the power and authority given to us by the Lord God Almighty, even more so than David had, because we have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in us. And, I, and reminding, there's two people I've been listening to, Kent Christmas and Robin Bullock. Those are the two the Lord has me listen to. Everyone else, because I hear from God, so I have to shut everybody off so I don't hear them when I think I'm hearing God. I need to hear from him alone. But anyway, but those two guys, the Lord will lead me like you, Jess, and, and I'll watch them. And Robin Bullock said something that just shook me the other day. The, the demoniac had a legion, was 6,000 or so demons in him and still had the wherewithal to go to Jesus for help. Mm-hmm. You are not helpless, hopeless, and subject to this, I call him a crispy critter. I've seen the enemy. I've thrown him before the throne room of God. He is, he, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Everything on him was crisp. When Think about that speed in the atmosphere. His job is to kill, destroy, seek you out. His job is to act like a lion. He's not because he needs your permission to devour you. So we need to right-size this demon. When he acts up or his imps or his servants or whatever, they come and they act up, we need to not hear a word they're saying because if they get in your head, 
they're going to get to you. You have to only know what the Lord says. So when they start acting up and you recognize that this is a demonic thing through discernment, which we need, you come at it with the contrary. You may say you're going to destroy me, but in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm destroying all works through the power and authority of Christ. In us, we are nothing. He's an angel. We're a human. He's made a, we're made a little lower. You don't want to come at him as a human. You want to come at him as a child of God. So that was the first thing I got all excited about when you were talking, Jess, because it was just vibrating, the Holy Spirit that vi vibrates. The other thing that, um, that came to me was you were talking about the children. When did Satan attack the children? In the days of Moses, right? He knew a deliverer was coming. In the days of Jesus, he knew the Messiah was coming. And now he's, he's coming again after the children and he's been doing it. He's been getting away with it, but we're waking up. And, and I want to read, if it's okay, um, Acts 2 and 17, because the oh, Lord yeah. said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. That doesn't do away with those of us who are the old men. <laughs> we are to train up the children in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart. So, you know, when I was a children's ministry uh, director, pastor, whatever you want to call it, I had a lot of kids from age zero to 13. And the Lord really put something on my heart. I even named one of their classes SWAT, Students with Absolute Truth. Mm. It's our job to give them the truth because once the truth's out there, Satan can't handle it. Right. He cannot handle it. And we need to teach them to be in agreement with God because the Bible says in Amos 3.3, how can two walk together except they agree? And then there's the scripture that talks about, you know, um, your traditions have made the word of God of no effect. Who is the word? Jesus. What is Jesus? The truth. So we, we have so much responsibility as so-called generals or instructors or teachers or preachers or whatever to get this truth out but to train it up and get the children knowing it the kids that jesse grew up with and that have been affected by evil the ones we pray that god heal every single one of them the ones that are going to rise up as the warriors there is going to be no hell that will stop them because they will be able to right size the devil and when they look at him they'll say He's the one who's bothering the nations in the name of Jesus, and they'll flee. So we're, we're called to equip the children. He, we know he's after them for a purpose. He's called us to undergird them, to help bring them up in the truth, and then to support and be with each other and dream the dreams and have the visions. Without them, our people perish and stop the whining and get strong in the Lord. You know, and it doesn't mean we don't feel the rain and the wind, but they don't have the same effect as as those who are tossed about double minded with every wind of doctrine, with every little insult with, you know, it, we are solid. And that's the front line that I think that, you, you know, you guys were talking about in this um, vision. This is yeah. the front line. The people Amen. Are being... and, and the thing is, you know, we've brought up a couple controversial things on this show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, about when the rapture is or, you know, homosexuality and stuff like that. And by the way, it's okay if we disagree on those things. We have to agree on the salvation. We have to agree on the mission. 
Mm-hmm. All these other things are a distraction. Listen, right. if I'm wrong and you're right, or if you're wrong and I'm right about when the rapture, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Whatever the Lord decides is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we can't get distracted. And again, I'm a, someone who just puts this stuff into practical application. I'm a simple guy. I mm-hmm. say this all the time because when I can put things into simple terms, I can function in them very effectively. So remember, being a child of God, walking in his authority, you are a son of the king. A mm-hmm. king has a kingdom. As a son of the king, you are to steward his kingdom. You're to expand his kingdom. You're to bring people in line with his kingdom. That is bringing the people out of the dark. You have to know who you are in God. You have to know that when you walk into the room as a child of God, the air in the room changes. Amen. Amen. You have to know that when you say a prayer and it's in alignment with God's will and his, you know, you can't say, God, give me, uh, let me win the lottery today because I need a boat. Okay. (laughs) That's not in alignment with God's word. He might answer it. Probably no. Uh, But who, who am I to say? But when you pray in alignment with God's word and you ask him for something, it will happen. It will be answered. Now it might be answered in this time, might be instant, might be a little bit later, but it will be answered and it will be honored because you are his kid. He is a loving father and you're in his business. His business right now is saving as many people. Listen, not even that, and we mentioned this when we had Sean Stone on and I don't know about the philosophy of it all, but listen, hell is not meant for humans. That's right. It's it's not even, like, we don't even want the devil to go there. It's so bad. Like, honestly, we don't even want him to go there. Sorry, I do. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, he's done enough damage. He deserves, God, God is just, but I'm just saying eternity is eternity. And, Amen. you know. Um, See, we have to understand, you, you said it, we're a royal priesthood. But we also, uh, Jesse and I and uh, some friends were praying at one time, and we were, we were declaring and speaking into hell, and hell was shaking. And they were telling us to shut up. Remember that, Jess? Yeah. And the thing is that, one, one day after that, I was walking through the house and the Lord spoke to my spirit and he said, your name is known in hell. And I said, good. But my name isn't just Jody. Jody stands alone. In the Hebrew, they would use bar, Ben or Bat to show who your father was. So Jody, Bat, the female, Yahweh. So when, I, when my name is known in hell, they know me as the daughter of God. So I don't yeah. go there. I go there. In my father's name, like David did, like Jesse was just talking about, we have got to shake off this weakness. If one demoniac has the wherewithal with 6,000 demons in them, and are they nasty? They're nasty. I've had them pop in and out. Of, I've had to cleanse my house. They're not allowed in here anymore because I would, they'd pop in and I'd see a clothed, you know, a cloaked person. I'm like, you're not allowed in here. Get out. And then I've seen some of the assassins that uh, Jesse and, and I have dealt with outside my window and I'm like I see you and you're not allowed in so get out of here (laughs) so so you know it's the the war is real you know they always say that the struggle is real but the victory's already been won and it's hard for people to understand this like the victory's won so walk in the victory 
You have a choice right now. You have a choice to be weak-spirited, weak-minded, and kind of go with the flow of whatever you're feeling and rolling through the, the dust here. Or you could stand up and take this word of God. People are like, oh, there might be stuff missing. Who cares? Read what's here now, what we know now. We know in part anyway. So what is in here is powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll divide the soul and the spirit and, and the joints and marrow. Come on, man. We, well, I'll, claim, I'll, I'll claim those words back for the glory of God, you know, and let's get it right. Let's start declaring the word of God. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So when we start realizing who we are, the words that we speak have power, life, and death. We are created in our Father's image. Satan hates you the day you're born, whether you're saved or not. He hates you because you were made in God's image. Then you get redeemed and you, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You receive the spirit of God in you. Now he hates your guts even more because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's right. So now... Do you go around being weak and tossed over? And no, we don't do that. We say, you know what? You may think you're tripping me up right here. I mean, I had a situation happen. I had shared it with Jesse. The Lord got me through it. And he blessed, He uses other people to bless you, to get you through these things. But when it happened, I, I woke up that morning. I said, you know what, Satan? You're so dumb. I said, because I'm going to rejoice today. I'm going to still do the work of the Lord and I'm not even going to let it ruin my day. And I get a text from someone I've never met. And that person's like, do you have this situation happening for you with you right now? But in different words, I'm not doing verbatim. And I was like, well, I usually don't say anything, but pray because this happened. And they were like, nope, I'm taking care of this end. And it just, it met a small portion of what I needed. And then the Lord came through with other warriors who met the, the full need. And I was like, you know what, God? You are glorious. And that's the other thing. Instead of judging each other, we're supposed to be God's hands, God's mouth, God's ears and eyes for each other. We're supposed to see the God in each one of us instead of judging the humanity on each one of us. My gosh, I've said it a zillion times on so many shows and so many people. If, you know, I've made so many mistakes. I am shy sometimes like, oh my God, Lord, <laughs> I'm so ashamed of my stupidity, <laughs> you know, but he still loves me and he still called me to the battlefield and he still calls us a general and he says, get out there and get busy, you know, stop with the judgment, you know, and stop with the, with the being tossed about with every wind of doctrine. And this goes too with the news that's in the atmosphere right now, what's going on in the canal is a beautiful thing because keep your eyes on that. It, you know, and some people say this is a, the Red Sea moment. You know, this is God having all of Pharaoh's people, the Mossad, the, the, right? The Barack, whatever, you know, the HRC, the Evergreen, that was her name in DC, you know, all stuck and the, the waters are about to come down on them. And we are blessed to be called I mean, what an honor that God called us to be alive at such a time as this. And he didn't call us to come in and be, you know, walk silently like we're on rice, uh, rice patties. He said, like Jesse's been telling everyone, anoint your shoes, declare that land, take dominion back from the enemy, you know, anoint your car, take dominion back instead of just, you know, listening to, you know, some 
a demonic radio station that's feeding you garbage. When you're in your car, worship the Lord and declare the land his. And a while back, I was on the, the Mac files and the Lord spoke to me while I was there. And I said to the guy there, I said, you know, the Lord says, declare his will be done in the earth. That's warfare. And I didn't even get the intensity of that until later. <laughs> I just heard God saying it. It's warfare to call that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Absolutely. So what, we need to speak it together. One mind, one accord. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah. Actually, I, before I'm going to throw it to Jess right away, but there's something that just been striking me as you're talking. How do we improve our game? How do we sharpen our swords? How do we become more effective? And this is where I'm going to throw it to you, Jesse. It's one thing to proclaim the words. It's one thing to claim all these things. And that's all good. It's all super effective in the Lord's name. But put it into worship. That's right. Sing it. Mm -hmm. That's like turbocharging it. That's, that's what brought down the walls. That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that and, and shouting, um, you know, was a form of worship. Uh, you go throughout scripture through the old Testament, literally, you know, in the Psalms, it will say shout to the Lord, a new song. And we've been talking about the Lord's been telling us that he's about ready to release those new songs upon the earth, you know, and he wants us to shout those new songs. He wants us to sing them, to proclaim them. Um, I pray he lets us debut him on right on radio. Just Amen. pray along with us, Army. Got a new song. Got a new song. Please contact us, and we'll do the special release. <laughs> Sorry, I do. <laughs> but everything, but you know, it's amazing to see how all these words, all these pieces of the puzzle, God's been giving us with these revelations lately. It's all just coming together. It's coming to a head. You know, and the Lord's about to just release his spirit in such a powerful way, you know, and what does his word say, you know, that it's beyond what we could think, what we could dream, what we could imagine or ask for. Mm -hmm. This is something new that no man has thought of, nor has the thought of it ever even entered into the heart of a man, okay. you know. If I can interject. Um, yeah. when you're done, two things that the Lord showed me. Are you done, Jess? Yeah, go right oh, Okay. Two very important things. When the Lord showed me that he was going to release himself in ways we've never known, he showed it to me in the vision. He showed me that his hand holding back the enemy. He said, my hand is holding back for the remnant, the enemy for the remnant. And then I saw a vision of his hands opening the holiest of holies, the veil that was torn in two. And I could see it opening like this. And he said, I will reveal myself to my people in ways I've never done before but they must remember, and it was four things, my sovereignty, my power, my might, and my authority. So we need to remember who he is, because some people can get caught up in the power hungry. That's part of the problem with the people who follow darkness. They like the power. They don't realize that power is going to explode in them and destroy them in the end. God is not that way. God's power comes in you, and, and it's loving. But the other thing he said to me was, do when when things get good do not fall like solomon so i did this whole study on solomon because i want to know what he meant and in the end everything god blessed him with he turned it and he and he spent the goods on building temples back for baal and moloch and for these women that he took into his life that he shouldn't have been taking he had everything why did he need that but he he was bored he was complacent and he 
fell for the darkness and he built these temples. Do I think he's redeemed? I do. I think we'll see him in heaven and, and help him, you know, I, I know he accepted when Christ went to hell, he was like, take me out of here, you know, out of this place. Cause they were held before Christ came. Right. So, um, so, you know, there is just this need for us to remember when things get good, we need to keep our eyes on God, remembering him that he's the sovereign one, the might, power and authority comes through him. But we, as his daughters and sons, we have the authority to walk in that, you know, and we don't want to become, uh, well, who was it? The Absalom of uh, 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 David's son yep. who tried to take the kingdom. We don't want to try to build our own dynasty. We want to remain faithful to the kingdom of God. And so I just wanted to interject that, you know, into what Jesse was saying. And, and that's why Jesse and I have created this course, which we'll talk about later on this. Yes, week. very exciting. Uh, <laughs> but so... One thing that comes to mind when you, with Jody, when you're talking about he's going to reveal himself in a way that we've never seen before. And that's certainly the words that I've been getting as well. And I keep referring people back to, you know, the Acts church where, mm -hmm. you know, the apostles would walk by someone and they didn't even have to lay hands on the person just get up. They were just healed. And what the Lord has said is that we will come into a time when we actually don't have the enemy opposing us mm -hmm. like he has. So imagine it's like acts, but with much, much greater power and authority. Now, uh, this is what I believe. Uh, Jesse believes are coming in the same thing. It sounds like Jody does as well. The only thing, and here's an example, audience, Jesse and I disagree on the amount of years that this will be going for. And we, neither of us know well, she she says she's got the inside scoop. Um, I think I got an inside scoop, but she knows. But and so, Jody, how many years do you think this period will last? Of where we won't be opposed? Yes. Well, that's a hard one because I could say a thousand years because Christ a day says a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. And when he comes, his reign is to be a thousand years. Yeah, but I think this so, is before his coming. Oh, okay. You're talking about before his coming. Yeah, for the harvest. For the oh, harvest. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's hard because I try not to, to pinpoint the Lord because he could do everything tomorrow and we'd all be with our, you know, our thumb in our mouth going, sorry, Father. <laughs> he said, you know, we can see the signs of the times. And the signs that I'm seeing, like if, if things keep going the way they're going, I've told people what 50 years, you know, that before, you know, we see some really major things happening in the spirit realm, like, you know, being tossed up into the clouds with him, you know, something like that. So I, I'm, that's what I've like kind of put it to, but I don't like to be locked into a time only because even Jesus doesn't know you know, when he's coming, only father knows. So, so he's taught us to, you know, through the word to, we can interpret the signs of the time. So we are in the book of revelation. We are seeing some of these things come to pass. And when you see it, you're like, wow, man, you know, I think we'll see it 2030. I think we'll see it 2040. Um, you know, so I, I say like 50 years is like my guess. It's my, my best, you know, guess. <laughs> but it could be and, and that's all it is it's just a guess and yeah, we just do yeah. this conjecture because it's fun it's fun talk yeah. about. what and, was and, you guys yeah and, and it's fun well listen you know the one one of the things is you'll know the season and once right. you know israel becomes a country again uh not a generational pass so right. then the question is is a generation 
40 years, right. 70 years, or 120 years. So this mm -hmm. is my understanding of it. So mm -hmm. the 40 year thing, that kind of blew by. Mm -hmm. We're just past the 70 year mark now. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's interesting. And then uh, what you put out there is basically the other 50 years right? Uh, right. beyond that. So going to 120 years. I, I think we're in the season now. Um, personally, I, I think we're, I think the harvest has begun. Mm -hmm. The harvest will, well, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably four, five years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tops. Jesse yeah. thinks a different yeah, number. Jesse, what's your. No, well, mine was very similar to yours, Jeff. You know, I was thinking three years or so or less, but, um, <laughs> I'm way past you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I no, like no, Jody. But, uh, let's Jesse, go with uh, Jody's. Uh, Jody's here in the Lord on this. We'll just say, <laughs> yeah, hey, I listen. would love a harvest that went 50 years, but um, no, I think things are going to happen so quickly with that. Um, you know, part of why I believe that is because I believe that the book of Ruth is very prophetic about the harvest days. And, you know, in that book, Ruth and Naomi came back to the land of Israel you know, within a day or two, Ruth was in Boaz's fields gleaning and her aprons were so full, you know, that, that Naomi was amazed at how much Ruth was bringing back. And then, you know, it was very quickly, you know, she, she was not there long before the Lord, you know, gave her Boaz as a redeemer kinsman. Mm -hmm. So that imagery, that time frame is always in the back of my mind that the Lord has a, a set time that he will quickly bring in the harvesters and quickly bring in the redeemer kinsmen, you know, which means that those, those captives, those individuals who are part of that harvest are going to have the people who will be caring for them, tending them. Um, I love the character of Boaz and, and he was a real person, but I'm using the word character because when we go back and look at that, um, there is such a display of tender love and compassion. And that's something that our society kind of lacks nowadays, you know, but it is such a ministry to my heart to think of that character in regards to, you know, I mean, in my world, being one of those captives in the darkness you didn't get that, you know, you were there, you were on your own, you were struggling through, you know, I was one of the lucky ones. I, I had the Lord with me, um, you know, but I hear stories. I hear the stories of children who are proclaiming that there is a, a they call him the man on fire, or the man of light, just as I, you know, tell the story of when I was in the catacombs that Jesus came to me as that man on fire and the children talk about him and they say that he walks through those tunnels. He walks through that darkness at night, that he sings over them. He touches them. He heals them. So this is our redeemer kinsman and, and he's not going to withhold himself. You know, he's purchased us with the blood of the lamb, but there's more like the blood doesn't stop there. It, it doesn't stop at his death. You know, we brought out that song, The Lion of Judah, and there's that mix, you know, scripture tells us that Jesus Christ is both the lamb 
of God and the Lion of Judah. Mm-hmm. As the Lion of Judah, he has the fullness of the glory, the radiance of God in his blood. That blood with the glory of God is what raised him to new life. And that's the blood that redeemed us and calls us by name. And when he roars, he calls us by name to come out of that grave of darkness and into the light. And this is the the day we're entering into, you know, the lion is, he's roaring. You know, we're going to start hearing it. I'm waiting, you know, to wake up and hear, hear this lion roaring, calling names, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, yeah, Jesse, I believe the prayers, and we've prayed that he's going to wake up out of bed. We can do it live and cover it live on air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to believe your prayers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. There's a picture of um, him in the front and a bunch of lions behind him. And I love that as a description of where we are today. And yeah. so, you know, every single one of us, it has that lion in us. So, you know, and there's a, a song when you were talking that came to my mind, Jason Upton sings, it's in your presence, all fear is gone. And there's one line, um, you know, uh, where he starts talking about, you know, there's nothing that satisfies like when you call my name. So, you know, that line just every time I hear that, it just, I just want to just jump up in daddy's arms, you know, it's like, so, and that's what you feel. And I, I'm a big cat person. I love cats and uh you're right yes <laughs> and We're, i love cats too yeah. to point but i just can't see myself you know rubbing my face against yeah. this lion I'm, i mean i was just gonna <laughs> say some areas to grow yeah. now jody you don't have five cats or more do you i used to have three I, and and this was the thing i lost two one in december and one i had to put down in february my baby which was the one that really devastated me because she was young but I told the enemy, you did it now because now I'm free to travel. She was a handicap and I had to take care of her. Now I'm ready. I was told by someone, get a go bag ready. God is getting you ready to go. I was invited to two different churches. If, if the Lord releases me to go teach on spiritual warfare, when God does that, two different churches in one day, you wow. know, that, that if you'll come, we'll, you know, we'll talk to somebody. And so in one day, so God is about to do something. So when, when my little baby was taken from me, and the Lord showed me a vision of her walking with the lion and told Jesse that. Yeah. So that was, and then I had the Elijah moment, like, get up, it's time to get busy. But I started to say, I've studied the, the animal, the cat so much that I know, like my, I can feel him. My, my little guy is behind me over here. He's sleeping. That's the little black skin right there. Um, and he, he'll be sitting where his food is and I'll be, have my back to him. And I know he's hungry. I'll turn around and go, Oh, you want some food? We are so connected that I feel him when he's not even meowing. He's just thinking about me, whatever. But anyway, I've studied his behavior. So he'll come up to me and we do this little thing where we rub faces and, and it's a lot of love and we blink slowly. And I see that in the spirit with my, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is my my love and I just want to snuggle up in him and my little one who left I used to she had such soft fur and I used to just love to rub my face in her fur and that's how I picture the Lord Mm -hmm. you know there's times that you know we're out there and we're just ah we're warriors we got the face paint on you know we're ready to go but um you know there's times that you just need that cuddle and and uh and he's that he's all that you know and in Eden they, they weren't killing each other they were loving each other they 
you know, and I want to get back to that. Um, if I may interject, I had one thought and the Lord just reminded me of it. So in boot camp, the idea of boot camp was to tear everyone down so that you're rebuilt up as warriors, right? And, and, um, and it's, it's again, a training. And the Lord is showing me that the sheep are now going through this training and we're going to be coming up of these warriors. And when I was in the Marines, I remember one of the first things they said, there's no black, there's no white, there's no Hispanic here. There's dark green, light green, and, and, uh, um, and light, dark green and light green Marines. That was it, right? So now everyone is of one, you know, one unity, you're one thing. And the other thing that they did was they told you everything you knew, forget it, <laughs> because you're going to be learning how to be warriors. And I think that's with the new revelation that God is going to be revealing, we are going to be coming in as the lion, we are going to be learning new things, and we're going to be being built up in duplication of Jesus Christ, that lion. And um, so there's times that we're going to be snuggling, and there's times we're going to be roaring, and we have to be able to discern the times. Yeah. And uh, I'm very excited about that, too. But, Amen. You know, and it's funny, just going back to the pet thing, we have such a, pets are a gift from God. I love them. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a dog guy, and it, it's the same thing with, with my dog. I, I know exactly what he's thinking, and he knows me, too. And, you know, if I'm off a little bit, boy, he comes up, and, and you have to understand, my dog is, well, he's getting old now, but he's a killer. Like, <laughs> literally, he's a killer. Like, you know, the type of dog he is, he they, they actually can take down bears yeah. and, you know, I won't play fight with them. It's the only <laughs> thing I've ever had that I cannot play fight with. But when I'm down or something like that, he comes up as just such a gentle, you know, and that comforting thing. And, you know, it, it just, I love it's animals. Beautiful. And they have a spirit and Ezekiel, it talks about animals have a spirit. They will be in heaven. I've seen my babies, not just, and Jesse will tell you. Um, uh, I've had experience with her since she's been gone and the Lord allowed it for my comfort, but, um, but it, they, they will be in heaven and we, we are so united and what we can learn, you know, from how they love us and how devoted and, you know, Jesus is like that when we're feeling down, he's right there when, you know, um, there's an instinctive, um, relationship. You know, there and there will be times when I'm just praying. And if I feel like, um, you know, I'll text Jess and she might say, no, there's nothing wrong. I just had a busy day. But the Lord put her on, on my heart to pray for her because she had a busy day or vice versa. You know, mm -hmm. and when we all begin to like the animals go with the instinct of Christ, they're going by instinct and they and they can relate to us. We can begin to understand each other on a whole different level than just what we see with our eyes, hear with our ears and touch with our skin, you know? And it's such a, that's when you know you're walking in the spirit, you know? And when someone puts someone on your on your heart, give them a call, reach out. Right. It's probably right. for a reason. Absolutely. And you'll call them and then, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're called, yeah, you know? It, it, especially with someone you don't see often and all of a sudden they pop into your mind. And by the way, they don't have to be Christian for you to call them. Right. You know, get off that. Oh my gosh, yeah. we've been preaching to each other for way too long. It's time to start realizing that in every human is, is God, they're his image. And even those who, like I pray, those who have chosen to side with the enemy, they've made their choice, they're not changing, you know, have at it, your free will, go do what you want to do. But those who are being deceived and those who are just kind of 
living and not really knowing the difference, we need to pray for them. We need to present. And you know what God showed me through one of the teachings that we did was we did a teaching on relationship. And the Lord said to me, love is the weapon in your, in your, you know, pocket there. And I was like, so love is a weapon. If you just love somebody, you don't even have to. I've seen so many Christians take Jesus Christ and try to shove it down somebody's oh. throat. And it does just the opposite of what yeah. the Lord, you know, and sometimes all you got to do is love somebody and then they'll start to notice that love. And like, I, you know, I, don't, I want to be God's tool. So I'm so happy to be here and so honored to be here with you guys and, and the others that bless me and allow me to be with them. But I really want people to see two things, the love of God and the light of God, you know, and, and well, more than two, his power and everything else. I want them to see him. And then after seeing him, I want them to look in the mirror and then I want them to see him in them, you know, and that's what we need to do. We don't need to shove Christ down their throat and prove that our religion is correct. You know, our religion, religion, Jesus said, you know, your traditions make the word of God of no effect. And again, we said the word is Jesus. The word is the Bible. So, you know, we, we really need to learn to love each other and instinctively discernment with discernment and just through the love of God, reach out to everyone, whether they're saved, whether they're not saved, whether they're, a, you know, even, even Jesse has a calling in to touch the souls of the world that she was redeemed from. You know, the Lord had his hand on her her whole life. She's going to break soul, it. <laughs> yeah, her soul is pure. You know, I came from a lot of abuse and a lot of different things in my life. And so my whole life in ministry has been to help women, you know, and people who have gone through what I went through and then to protect children so they don't go through what I went through. So, you know, so we each are different, even though we're the same. And if we could learn to love those differences, and there might be a time I go, and with Jess and I have talked about this. Uh, I'm not going to go down that road with you because I'm not called there, but I will be in prayer for you while you're there. And mm -hmm. that's okay. It doesn't change the love we have for each other. And then I'm over here doing something else. And Jess will say to me, oh my God, I'm so excited, lady. She calls me boomer sometimes. <laughs> boomer? You know? Yeah, boo, it's a joke. That's the name of my dog. <laughs> it's, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story, but it's funny. But I Okay. Yeah, I had someone call me that from one of the uh, the Satanist called you. Satanist. Yeah, Satanist <laughs> called me rumor. But you know what? We used love when we were talking to the Satanists that day, and she said, "Wow, you're not like the other Christians, right, Jess?" Yeah. And, and, and then even the guy didn't continue to fight. Well, well you've got to tell him, who, Jody, we won't say names, but, yeah. but this person that you actually had the conversation with, it started off not so good. Right. right. And, and, I, and I said, Jody, you don't understand who you're talking to. This yeah. is one of the women, this woman heads up and oversees all the witches covens in New York. She's oh. like, not Very for our high level individual and i said you know why don't you you know just say this trust me just say this to her and so jody you know took my recommendation and all of a sudden the lord just opened up the door and the three of us had this amazing conversation yeah and at the end she was posting like on her site she was like wow she's like i actually like had this great conversation with two Christian women. She's like, can you believe that? <laughs> a Satanist, a, you know, a, 
a lady and two witches having an amazing conversation. Who would have thought that could happen, you know? And you know what, it, you know, what led that was love because I had said to her, I'm not judging you and I'm not, you know, I, I said, if I'm right, then, you know, my heart is a concern for you. If you're right, I'm still okay. You know, so you that's just, so need, great. yeah, you need to understand that that's where I'm coming from, but it's not a judgment against you or, you know, or anything like that. And the conversation was so cool. And then between the three, and then she wrote something about it, like Jesse said, you know, it's not all Christians are bad or something like that. She prefaced. Right. Yeah. And we're not because, you know, I don't have hatred for her. And to this day, I don't have hatred for her. I, you know, I love her soul and she's a soul that's wandering, that's looking for truth. And, and she feels she's found it where she is. So our job isn't to knock her. Our job is to pray that the truth would be revealed to her and that her, you know, and if, if she chooses to be the one that wants to stay there, then that's her choice. She's a free spirit. And that's what something we have that even the fallen angels, you know, they were able to fall. But when we have the will to say yes, no, maybe, you know, so it just my heart is there for them. It's not anger or hate. You know, I, I think what you're what you're saying, if I can just kind of tie this in, uh, when we're going out into the world, uh, first of all, you know, if someone's filled with fear, if someone's slothful, if someone's, you know, all these negative things. Do you want what that person has? Right. If they're angry, if they're arguing, do you want what they have? No. But if you have the fruits of the spirit, you know, peace, love, joy, and you're filled with these things, people want more of that. They're they're attracted to you. They want to because you're joy to be around. Yeah. You know, you make them smile and stuff like that. And and you're right. And each one, and each one of you in the audience is uniquely and wonderfully made everyone has a different purpose like you know jody you're equipping the saints right now that's not something i'm called to do mm -hmm. you know uh jesse well what jesse's doing is just you know pretty hard to explain but she's right. attacking the gates of hell she's gaining back the world you know and just, but but it's a small calling so she can handle it <laughs> I say that with tongue firmly placed in cheek. I hope you understand. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> and, and, and listen, and, and the word that has been spoken over my life, and you know, a couple times as far as evangelism go, because I, I don't feel I hold the office of an evangelist anymore. I used to. Mm -hmm. I think I'm transitioning. But the word that was always over my life is you fish in deep water. Mm -hmm. So I go to the people that no one else will go to. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you're better than me. I mean, I, I've had people accuse me. They're like, well, we're sorry if God's called you to go after those that he's already hardened their hearts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, funny. it's like, well, they're still alive. As far as I'm concerned, there's still a little bit there that, you know, can be reached. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, just to preface what you were talking about, Jeff, when we come out them with self-righteousness, see, I, I can't be righteous in myself because I know me, <laughs> you know? So if we, if we just come at them with love and, you know, and then um, that that's the one thing that I learned with Jesse in that conversation with the lady was we don't want to come at them hard facts to hard facts. We, we want to come, come at them with the love of God and that he loves them too. You know, people want to throw people away all the time. You know, and we, we can't do that. We can't be judge and jury. And we've got to stop that. 
We you have to, that. and and we did the, uh, the the show on Friday. We just I played the Kent Christmas thing because it was timely. I like to put them out there when the message is in sync with what we're saying, and I really felt called to put it out. But you know, look at the comments on that, and the first, you know, the top comments are all, you know, it just goes too far when it calls out the gays because he comes against homosexuality, and you know, Jesse and I have addressed this on the program before. First of all, their sin is no worse than my sin. That's right. I'm just as bad, okay? Right. I'm not a homosexual, but right. I'm just as bad. By the way, you Christian, did you have premarital sex? Right. Oh, maybe that's in the category. Like, come on, get off it. We are not called to judge. You know, right. we have Christian words like we discern. Right, you know, right. But it, listen, Christianese is all a bunch of I mean, bullshit, all right? And, and by the way, one of the things that I'm called to do is to let people know that it's real. It's not a bunch of rules. No, you cannot do this because it's both. You love people, just as Jody's right. been saying, love right. people into it. And, you know, right. I go into these places and, and the people, and I'm, I'm really thankful for the, who the Lord gave me to kind of go, I get the real rebellious guys, <laughs> you know, and gals, a lot of women as well. But the, the people who have just rebelled, who you know, rebel against society is they know it's not right. They know it's not right. And, you know, they know nothing for God. They want nothing to do with God because they think the church is really wrong too. Mm -hmm. And they're right in saying that. I actually come into agreement with them, I but, but I, I do it in the way that it's the religious church right. that is wrong, um, right. which we're not part of. That's it. And uh, we have to remember, God doesn't measure sin. We did that. We measured sin. God loves the homosexual. His word says, you know, that it's not right men with men and women with women working that which is unseemingly. That's his word. So I'm not judging them. That's the word of God that's telling me that that behavior is not of him. You know, what's the first thing Satan attacked? He attacked the, the human to try to stop them from procreating so this and you know and what's the first thing he had uh, adam and eve's kids do is kill each other you know so i mean he hates the human his job again john 10 10 to uh seek kill and destroy so we have to remember it, god doesn't measure the sin so like you said your sin is the same as this one is the same as that one what we want to do is to love to let them know god loves them where they are loves them there is and he doesn't judge that what they're they're doing he doesn't he, he'll say it's sin and so it keeps them from him but he loves their heart and he wants to get in there and to show them that this was not my perfect plan like he says in jeremiah you know before you were formed i knew you that's not god's perfect plan and and i'm sorry i don't i i'm never going to hate a gay or a tranny or whatever, but I'm never going to condone the behavior because I know that the word says it's wrong. So I'm not judging it. The word of God is judging it. So it's it's the behavior. Now, my own behavior, I know when I do something wrong because it goes against this. And then I go, mm, I better straighten myself out before I get in trouble. <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that I think kind of ties in with this and I'm going to make myself real vulnerable here. Uh, I'm going to admit something that is very hard for me to admit, but, you know, I, I was saved, well, 22 years ago now, and I was on fire for the Lord for a number of years, 
things started going good in my life. I've admitted this part before and I backslid. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, when I started backsliding, I was you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing. I knew they were wrong because I was born again. But by the way, God still let me do it. And I would be trembling. Like, listen, I'm just, I'll just be honest. Before I was married, all right? If I was going after, like, I was trembling. I knew how bad it was. But I was so convinced by my flesh that this was the right thing to do. And here's the interesting thing, because when you said it's God's word that judges it, not us. Here's my shocking admission it was i won't give a period of time because i don't know the exact period of time but i could not open my bible because mm -hmm. when i opened my bible and i just looked at the word i would be full of tears mm -hmm. like it would devastate it would hurt me so bad because i knew i was hurting god and i couldn't take it and i wanted to live in my sin so badly mm -hmm. that i wouldn't open the word of god yeah that's one of the first signs that you're being attacked by the enemy is yeah you know where you you have a hard time getting the word yeah he takes that word from us mm -hmm. i had you know it's interesting um in the chaplain field that's actually you know i get called to a lot of situations that involve you know either individuals who are partners or in that homosexual relationship and I had one, you know, where they, they wanted a special meeting with me and stuff. And I, I was just praying the whole day. And I was like, okay, Lord, you know, I don't want this to be a fight. You know, the first thing everybody tends to ask me is, is what is, you know, like when you're counseling, they want to know what are your viewpoints on homosexuality? And it's like, Lord, you know, I don't want to get into that. Like I, you know, it automatically shuts the door and ruins anything that I could speak into those people's lives. And so I said, Lord, would you just give me words of life today and show me your heart, like what you want to say to these people. And so when it, when I went in for the meeting and stuff, it was funny because right before the meeting, I had to go visit this elderly gentleman and found out he was a deacon and he he was supposed to have been giving the sermon that Sunday morning and instead he got sick and was in the hospital, right? And it wasn't by accident. The Lord had him there for a purpose. And, um, you know, so I, you know, just asked him, I was like, oh, well, what were you going to give your sermon about today? And he said, well, the prodigal son. And I was like, ah, oh, that's interesting. What were you going to say about it? And he said, you know, it was years ago when I was young. He said, the Lord used that passage to speak very powerful to to me, he said, you know, I realized in all those stories that there's an underlying theme. And he said, what the Lord showed me was that in order to be lost, you have to first belong to someone. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. I was like, that is powerful. And I left that visit. And the Lord said to me, this is what you will say to them. And so as we started talking, you know, first thing they say to me, you know, well, you know, we really want to be in a church. Faith is important to us, but because of our sexual lifestyle, you know, we're finding closed doors everywhere. And what, what are your thoughts on, on homosexuality? And I said, you know, I have something else to say. And I shared that story of that old man. And I said, you know, 
he said that the Lord spoke to him that if we're lost, we had to first belong to someone. And I said, what I am hearing you say is that you want that relationship with God. So I'm going to encourage you, go, go spend that time with the Lord, draw close to him and he's going to meet you. He, he, he's going to be there. He wants. Nope. Jesse froze. Are you frozen too? Oh, everyone's frozen. God to say, you know, this, oh, can you guys hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah, okay. it uh, it went it went off for about 10 seconds, but it, it says we have excellent connection, but. Uh, All right. Yeah. So you might have to repeat. So the that. whole point was just. That, yeah, the whole point was that the Lord just wants us no matter where we're at, no matter who we're dealing with. The Lord doesn't want us sitting there saying, you know, you can only come if you meet these qualifications. The Lord's not looking for those. Mm -hmm. The fact is that each of us belongs to God and he just wants us to come. You know, Triple Seven said something so encouraging to me, and it's something I've heard before, and I'll say it to the audience as well. Uh, you know, God just wants to know if you're available. He's not asking for your resume. Are you available? <laughs> so true. And, you know, uh, and he, he really, uh, seven, triple seven, really, really encouraged me. I, I got to say, uh, I'm going to be forever thankful for, for this relationship. I have a feeling. But I just, maybe we'll just tie it in here to the army thing. Um, are you available? We're looking for people who can write. We're looking for people who can dig. We're looking for prayer warriors. We're looking for people who can we can move up into the ranks. I've posted a link into the chat that you can actually do an application and it saves our vetters a lot of time. There's a couple of questions on there. We're never going to sell or share your information. Nothing like that. I 100% promise you we won't do that instructions have been going out look it's been taking some time and actually Selah has put so much work into automating this system because there's a lot of checks and balances and organization we are organized at the top now of the army and orders are going out uh, they're trickling out now so we've re literally just tested this uh link we're going to change it make it an easier one for people to just go to navigate to but I've posted it in the chat and actually I'm going to post it again right now uh, where if you haven't signed up, you can. If you have signed up and let's say it's in the last couple of weeks and you've sent an email, it has not been processed. It has not gone far, gone forward. Please go to this link and sign up there again. Okay. It's just, it saves a lot of data entry. It saves copying people's information. It's like, it just, We've got some really key people, and I use that word very advisedly, key, mm -hmm. that has been working so hard on vetting and doing things, and the team has been exhaustively working to get this thing off the ground, and we need them to pass it along now, and, and we're ready to pass it along to the other people. And, uh, and by the way, we have the, uh, the Linksters, which I believe is a new title for the moderators that have been in here doing a great job. Thank you very much. They're part of the Army. 
as well. Um, the army, as Jesse said, you know, she's seen a vision of it. Uh, we believe the Lord has anointed it. And, and quite honestly, listen, I know I'm the one. When we, I made it up on air, essentially. <laughs> this wasn't a premeditated thing. You know, uh, we're just here and we're, we're, we pray before we go on air that the Lord gives us words and the Lord said, make an army, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so we did. And right now we have a Gideon's army, essentially, Jesse. We do. Absolutely. And it's just <coughs> so neat to see how God, you know, when we look back, it's like, you know, you just spoke that in faith as God gave you the word that he, that you should give out the call for this army and now you know today we're talking about what the lord is prophesying over that army that it wasn't just an accident like he has plans that they're part of the harvest and part of the anointing and mm -hmm. you know cleansing and washing and pleading the blood over those in the darkness who are coming out you know so nothing was by accident the lord had a plan for it <laughs> amen and and the Lord does have a plan for it. And uh, as I say, we're, we're ramping up. There's going to be some training. There's a bunch of stuff coming up. So get involved. It looks and it takes time to get the organizational structure. It takes time to put all this stuff together because it's actually a massive plan, but we've got it all diagrammed out. We've got the right people in place. Um, it, it's been a great effort amongst a lot of really good people. Uh, and we're thankful for them. But Jesse, speaking of good people, you came up with something so brilliant. I think it was you who came up with it. I know V was the one who executed it. Let's go back because we're talking about army and we're taking back our land. And let's take back the air too while we're at it, by the way. <laughs> uh, so Jesse, tell us about this world map. Yeah, so... Um... Our, one of our mighty warriors, generals, um, hold on, I'm looking for the website here uh, so I get the name right and stuff. Do you, do you have the name of that? But um, I would uh, have to look on my phone, but while you're I looking, I'll describe the, it. Yeah, I think it's covertheearth.us, but we've got it launched. So we went ahead, you know, we've been talking about anointing the land. So she created the website and now you've got a place where you can go as you're going out and anointing, you can go to cover the earth dot US. Uh, US you're right. Yeah. And uh, in there, you can put in your name, the city or the places where you have anointed and we've created a map. So we're documenting now where, um, where people are doing the anointing so that, you know, the Lord wants us to be worldwide. Um, he wants it to go out and everybody to be anointing the land everywhere. So it, it can be a form of encouragement that you can see the progress that's being made each week. And, um, you know, we're just calling everybody keep, keep going. Um, it's amazingly done. It's beautiful. V, <laughs> V's work is, is just so amazing. I, I love it. So and what a brilliant idea. So we're actually yes. tracking on a map the land that we are taking and because you're watching from all around the world literally listen we know there was a lot of people in australia and new zealand and south africa go to this website and put down the but no no, no. you have to actually go out and claim the land you got to <laughs> do that i don't care if you have to go and shout from your porch 
or walk around your neighborhood or, you know, but drop some oil on there, go through it, say the prayer, say the old enemy is no longer welcome there. We're taking back the land for the kingdom because I am a child of God. And then go on to cover the earth.us and have your territory show up on the map. And eventually we're going to have the whole globe, probably except for China, uh, covered just because our broadcast isn't reaching into there. But someone else will get past the wall. We'll claim China too. And and the thing to remember is, you know, the work has been done in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual. This is a sign of the physical manifestation of the work the Holy Spirit is doing. So, you know, share it, get it out there. um, Let people know, you know, if they want to see what God's doing, this is going to be one of the sites that where you can show exactly what God is doing here on the face of the earth. So. Amen. What a great idea. I'm just so happy when I saw that. Um, Hey, just a couple things. This is going to seem like a weird question, but there's something, there's a reason why I'm going to ask it. Um, I know kind of the general demographic of people listening. Are there any people in the audience who still like rock and roll? or, you know, like to rock out a little bit once in a while? If so, write in the chat, write in the comment that you like to rock. There's a specific reason I'm asking that uh, more to be divulged later, perhaps. Don't come at me saying it's a mystery thing that I'm holding back. (laughs) With love, I say that, of course. God bless you who questions. (laughs) Hey, um, before we go, uh, I want to mention, so Right On You is completely done. It's ready. There's, I, I just haven't been able to fully test the website. Uh, I had a little glitch and apparently their tech support isn't working at three o'clock in the morning like I am. So uh, we'll get it. It'll probably be on Tuesday that we'll do the official launch. It'll be this week for sure. Um, so stay tuned for that. And Jody, I'm going to put you on the spot. This has been so much fun with you here today. It honestly feels like church, but it's a new way of doing church. It's not a sermon. It's just living out our faith in real life, you know, live right in the real world sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it felt like. And Jody, would you come back next Sunday again? Sure. My pleasure. (laughs) Uh, No, it's our pleasure. You you are a gift to Jesse and I and to the audience for sure. Thank you. We thank the Lord for you. Any final thoughts, Jesse, Jody? Uh, I think we should close with prayer, Jeff. All right. (laughs) I'll just throw in very quick before prayer that the Lord says in 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong, to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts is perfect towards him. So don't think he's not looking for you if you're looking for him. He is, and he wants to show himself strong. So that's just the last thing I wanted to say. Knock and the door will be opened. It is his law. It is his command. He will do it without fail. You have to knock with a genuine heart. I'm preaching to the audience who I think is pretty much converted (laughs) here, but these are words you can speak to your friends and your family. Just seek him with a genuine heart. Knock on the door. He will answer. But if you're, if you're just knocking on the door thinking, I'm just going to do this to prove he doesn't answer me, guess what? He's not going to answer you. <laughs> That's what you want. 
You're a free will agent. Your friends and your family are free will agents. God made in his image. It'd be no other way. That's why there's evil in the world because you can't know good unless there's bad. We were made in his image. He has the right to do anything he wants, including bad. He can't because of his nature. It's too great for us to understand, but for us to be made in his image, we had to be able to choose. Right. He doesn't force us into the family. That's it. At the end of that verse, after he says, whose heart is perfect toward him, it says, herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore, henceforth thou shalt have wars. And that goes in the spirit realm as well. So, and remember, your words have life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Choose life. So stop speaking negatively and start, and we're not declaring things we don't believe. Believe and you shall receive. You know, and the, the power of the tongue is tongue. so powerful. Like, listen, you, if you've ever been punched, it doesn't hurt as much as someone you love saying something really nasty to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. That'll stick with you for years sometimes. Yeah. So right. we have to be cautious. And when you speak in love, you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Jody, would you close us in a warrior type of prayer? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Father, first and foremost, we glorify you. We give you praise and honor. We thank you, Lord God, that the earth is yours, Father, and all that dwell therein. We call upon you, Lord God, to draw men to you. We call upon you, Lord God, for this harvest time, and we ask that you continue to equip us for the task at hand. We thank you, Father, that you will make a show of evil openly, that nothing that is hid shall stay hidden. It will be exposed. We thank you, Father, that you perfect that which is in us. Even though we as a flesh being are not perfect, you see us through the eyes of, of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord God, that we can walk in victory. Every single listener walk in victory in Jesus name. Let your healing power now go through these sound waves and hit those who need healing, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, cancer, sickness, disease, stomach problems, uh, bone problems, uh, sinew problems. Father, in Jesus' name, we call them healed. I thank you, Lord God, that the soul that is wounded, we speak to the wounded soul, and we call it healed in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare your will upon the earth, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that your will would be done as it is in heaven, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we are about to enter in a marvelous time, and we ask, Father, that you protect us during this time, that your spirit would go before us as the pillar of light, and that we would always know and always follow in your steps, for you light the path of those who follow you. I praise you for Jesse and Jeff. I thank you for the anointing upon them. Continue to bless their ministries. I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to be part of your kingdom and to be a small tool in your toolbox. Use us all, Lord God, for we are one, but, and, but we are many. And I thank you, God, that there is more, more of us than there is of them. Give us that insight that we would know and stand and work together. We praise you for this. In the mighty name of Jesus, be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, I got goosebumps from that. <laughs> wow, there was power in that prayer. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Right On Radio. Remember, love your God, love your neighbor, and anoint your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.